The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is cracking, Playboy? With your fine ass, what is going on? Stay away from politics. Stick with the paranormal. Says Mike7A4. Hang on a second. Just a second. Just a second. Just a second. No, I'm gonna read it. I gotta, I gotta crank up your levels a little bit here. Let me oh, see. I'm gonna hold on. Maybe I, I only have one mic. I haven't changed it. No, you're all right. You're all right. I'm, I'm, I'm bump, bumping you up a little bit. There. Now I can hear you. You said check my audio levels. Yeah, you're coming through loud and clear now. Uh. Yeah. You sounded pretty good. What, uh, what were you saying? Our, our good pal Mike said. He said, stay away from politics, stick with the paranormal. Okay. All right. So one this is star review. a one-star review from uh, Mike. Mike 7A4. 7A4. Okay. And it calls you out. Oh, okay. All right. Let's do this. All right. <clears throat> Josh. Yes. Cease your political commentary. Oh, okay. You stated on previous episodes that don't watch news and i'm assuming he meant to insert you in there oh that i don't watch the news well it says you've stated on previous episodes that don't watch the news that you don't watch the news so your uh, quote opinions are baseless and irrelevant okay stick to what you know and are good at the paranormal oh i I appreciate that okay okay why i listen to ectoplasm very nice i will upgrade one star rating when I see more or some improvement. Uh, read that last sentence one more time for, for the lady in the back here. What did you say? I will upgrade one star rating when I see some improvement. All right. There's, hmm. there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. Um, I know I, why my levels were low. Why? Just, I don't know. I, you're too sexy. Yeah, you're just too sexy. Not, not. Do I sound better? You sound great. You sound great okay. anyway. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. So stay away from politics. So most likely he's referencing, um, he, he's the political episode that we did with with Brandon. Correct. Yes. Uh, I, I, I I can only assume. Um. Now you did say that my op- opinions. My opinions, which were in quotes, though, correct? Yes. Are baseless. Baseless and irrelevant. And you're absolutely right, Mike784. I do not watch the regular evening, morning, or anything news. You're absolutely correct. I do not. I I do, however, enjoy staying well-informed. And I get my news from other sources. 
Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't quite understand how my opinions, which was in quotes. I think the only reason why you're saying opinions in quotes is because it doesn't line up with your political outlook, which is complete horseshit. And so, I mean, therefore, like, I'm just saying, like, take your whole fucking thing and shove it up your ass. Now, you did say some really good things here. Like, you listen to Ectoplasm Show or whatever, like, stick to what I'm good at or whatever you said, the paranormal. Thanks for that. But, I mean, there's also plenty of other, like, paranormal podcasts out there. Like, if I'm rubbing you the wrong way in some way, I'm really not going to apologize. I'm sorry. So, like, no. And then the whole thing of, like, I will upgrade a one-star rating when I see some improvement. You're not my third-grade fucking teacher. <laughs> like, sorry. Like, so you're not going to see improvement. If I want to talk about politics on our fucking show, that's what we're going to talk about. Like, fuck me, man. I'm sure you had no problem with the Clinton Kill List episode, if you've been listening that long. Because maybe maybe that fits your fucking opinion. Or your agenda or whatever. So, yeah, fuck off, whatever. You're taking it personal, Josh. I am taking it personal because fuck you. <laughs> Not you, Koopsik, but fuck him, Mike7A4. Shall I read what you... So I sent this to you, full disclosure, a few days ago. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And you texted me right after... What did I say? What did I even say? Said, what an absolute Karen thing to say. Oh, a Karen thing to say. That is right. Yeah. Yes. What a Karen a thing to say. Losing a listener at all, I might just call this dipshit out. There it is. Hello. There it is. And then we laughed heartily together. Because then, I mean, we yeah. actually had a phone conversation after that, which was lovely. I love hearing that. And then that. I asked you if you told our listeners to send us cat pics. <laughs> which I did. I did. At the end of the last episode that I did, because uh, I was flying solo, man, and I had people send you cute little cat pictures, and thankfully, they came through. And I got a text message from Koopsik, and he was like, by the way, like, did you happen to tell our um, our listeners to send me cat pictures? I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll get into those in a minute. Oh, that's yeah. hot. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I love it. If you want to leave us a rating or review, more, you know, we like the reviews better because we can actually read them. Yeah, for sure. Go leave them on our... Um, iTunes, you know, iTunes page or whatever podcast app you listen to, though we we might not see them if they're not right. on iTunes or one that we frequent. Well, and that's just so, it. It's like how I mean, how old was that review? It had to be. It wasn't. It, it wasn't old. It wasn't that old because I mean, we just did that one. Oh, okay, it was February like eleventh. Oh, perfect. Okay, well, maybe maybe Mike is still listening. Probably not now, <laughs> but maybe Mike was listening. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you know what? Before we get into the phone calls, because we have three voicemails that are all from the same person. I think they didn't realize that we only have a three-minute limit. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, man. These guys are fucking stuff. relentless. Fucking relentless. Uh, my wife wanted a follow-up. Um, you know, she doesn't listen to the show, but she wanted a follow-up from a video on Facebook that we did that we talked about on the show. Yeah. Did you have find out who sent you that bag of no no or that jar of poop no 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 i thought initially it was like glidden i thought of you (laughs) like wasn't me (laughs) i know um but i was like 
who even like knows my address? Now there's certain people obviously that know my address or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It seems like if you it, want to spend sixty bucks on a bag of shit to mail, please like do it. Like I went I to just, the company, you know, I went it to the seems company. Like thing. If you go to the trouble of doing that, you yeah. were either it was somebody like really seriously upset with you. Sure, sure, I can easily see or, that. Or you Obvious. do it as a joke, and then you come clean. Like part of it is coming clean and and saying, "Yeah, it was me." And if nobody's done that, that means it's the other side that well, somebody was seriously upset with you. Well, I tell you, maybe if if Mike seven A four is still listening, this was I feel was probably in conjunction with the political race that I was in. You know what I'm saying? Like current that I was in at that time. I think yeah. it had something to do with politics again. So maybe it was Mike. I don't know. <laughs> this Mike, was your address. No, this was before. This was before that episode, though. Yeah, it was. Dude, fuck me. It's like I'm having a fucking telethon over here. My phone is going bonkers. It's a, so it's a very a, busy week. Yeah. There's some texts. We'll start with those. Um, with the cat pics. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can't remember if we've read. Oh, okay. Left some voicemails about another story of mine with my first apartment. Those are the voicemails we're going to play here in just a minute. Nice. Uh, moving bottles and a guy that died in a fire. Free spirit, or feel free to edit and put on the ectoplasm show. We're not going to edit. We're going to play them as. Oh, cool. Is. Yeah, so yeah. I hope. I hope uh, they're all right with that. Um, listening to the Ectoplasm Show 212, going way back. Way back. Uh, monsters. Okay. Uh, when talking about the howls in the woods, all I can imagine is Thurston Howell Third <laughs> and Lovely from Gilligan's Island running around some forest howling being assholes because they're howls. Get it? I already know. I already know who this but... is. I already know who it is. It's great. It's great. It's a local. Yes. KC. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's, just, yes. it's the honey herd ham person. Yes. No. It's our. It's our pal. Um. It's our pal Patrick. Okay. Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah. He sent me a cat picture. Yes. Of yes. a painting of a ghost cat. <laughs> That's great. That's perfect. Oh, it's marrying the post two. This photo on our facebook page oh that's hot i like that and then i got one that just simply says meow that's hot too and it's a picture of two cats staring out the window (laughs) (laughs) perfect oh my god this is great so i mean i didn't get a whole lot of you did influence some people i like it i like it guys thank you for playing along thank you very much for playing along that was fun that was fun. I'm just glad it worked. <laughs> play these. <clears throat> I haven't listened to them yet, so okay. First, first crack at them. We all get to listen together. Hey guys, this is Mike Loth here in Independence, Missouri. I just uh, watched the Patreon episode uh, where Jason just talked about some of the places that he's lived and some of the experiences he had. Well, I thought I'd uh, call in with another one of mine. Nice. I did this about six months ago, so hopefully this goes well also. Um, it was about 
95 or 96, I was, I just got out of the Marine Corps, moved in with mom, and I got a job, and I got my own place after a while, and it was your typical shithole, not to discourage actual holes of shit, but this was a shithole, 196 <laughs> months, tiny bedroom, tiny living room, tiny kitchen, tiny bathroom, everything. And the only furniture that I had was a bed and a computer desk that had my Commodore 128 on it. And uh, I didn't even have anything to put my TV on or anything. So I went out and bought an entertainment center from the local venture, if those are even around anymore. Nice. And it was average entertainment center. So I got everything put up there, my VCR, my laser disc player. Yes, laser disc player. Uh, Had everything on there. And across the top, because I was in my 20s, it was cool to put my empty liquor bottles on top. Fuck yeah. And so I had maybe, you know, five or six I had equally spaced on top because it was cool. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, one morning I got up, it was like a weekend, so I got up and I noticed that they were all on the left side on the top. And that just seemed to be a little strange. It's like somebody went onto the right side and just moved everything over to the left. So all four, five, six bottles, whatever I had, wow. they were all on the top left side. It's like somebody just moved them over. I'm like, well, that's strange, whatever. Um, a little while after that, I'm talking to the front uh, neighbor, and he asked me if anything weird has happened. Well, um, not thinking of that, I just kind of dismissed it. And because I know I'm going to be cut off here fairly shortly, I will call back. So stay tuned. Oh, look at that. He knew that it he was... He knew it was cutting off. That's right. So listening. I tell you what, like this... Oh, my God. I love this because, like... I mean, he said Commodore 128. He said that. Yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, this guy is my spirit animal. No shit. This is amazing. I right, love this. One. And we're back. I believe I left off talking about... I was uh, having a chat with the neighbor that lived in the front part of the, the apartment. It was a duplex. I just my part was the back part of the house. He lived in the front. So we're on the front porch just talking and just out of the blue he asked me, So has anything strange or weird happened in your apartment back there since you moved in? And yeah, that's kind of an interesting question. I wasn't really into the whole paranormal thing. Again, this was the mid nineties. And uh, yeah, the bottle thing didn't register until later, so I just kind of, um, yeah, no, not really, you know, whatever. So I'm thinking maybe he's just one of those weird neighbors that is trying to scare me. I don't know, but that was just a little weird. But he did say that, yeah, apparently a few years back, some guy died in a fire back there. Okay, whatever. Guy just telling the weird story. I don't know. He was kind of weird anyway. And uh, so. Yeah, again, this was the mid-90s, so I couldn't just go on, you know, get on the computer and find out, you know, go to old newspapers. I, I would have to go to the, the local library and get up to microfiche and yeah. try to track it down. But I did uh, track it down a few years ago, and in the local uh, paper here, the Independence Examiner, the September 16th, 1986 uh, edition, uh, there is... a. Uh, story, man perishes in apartment fire. A 35-year-old independence man died in an early morning fire today in the back apartment of a two-unit house at 1025 South Cottage Street. Wow. Well, um, that was 
my place. Wow. <laughs> wow. And apparently what happened, um, they think he may have been drinking or something, but the front, uh, the people that lived in the front part, they heard some commotion in the back, and they looked out. They saw some smoke or something, but they didn't know it was a fire. And But apparently it was, and uh, Fart Farm came out, and he did pass away in my bedroom that I stayed in. Wow. Uh, he died um, in the mattress, and the only way that they could find out who this guy was was uh, dental records. Sure. So obviously there was a horrific fire, enough that uh, yeah. that's how he could be identified. Wow. But yeah, the room that I slept in was where he died, and the picture that was in the newspaper was a, a picture of the outside of basically my apartment. So that was a little weird seeing uh, seeing what my apartment was like 10 years ago with like burnt out bed springs in the yard. Yeah. That was a little strange. So Man. I don't know if the guy that lived there, if he was a prankster or not, and maybe maybe he liked my beer bottle or my, uh, my liquor bottles and was messing with them. I don't know. Uh, if uh, object object He got cut off that time. Oh, shit. But, you know, that's interesting, though, like what he's saying, because I, I would totally buy into this, right? Like maybe he admired the liquor bottles because maybe he enjoyed having a drink, you know, every now and again or whatever. You know, maybe he was trying to. But yeah, like he said, maybe he was a prankster. Maybe he was just a fun loving dude. Shit. Good for good for you for doing all the fucking research and everything like that, though. I mean, that's impressive. He did. uh Call back again. Okay, okay, so there's more. Well, shit, but I can get this done in two parts. <laughs> anyway, but the, the guy that died there, I don't know if he was a prankster and he liked to move things around or if he liked my liquor bottles or if he didn't like my liquor bottles. I don't know. But uh, So I'm just wondering maybe if he obviously died tragically there, if, uh, you know, maybe he's moving some stuff around and, you know, object manipulation you know, whatever. I don't know. Again, obviously, I have no way to prove that it's you know that guy. But it was just very interesting that um, I I did have some weird stuff happen in there. That was the more the, the moving bottles on top of my entertainment center. That was more the thing that stood out in my mind, really. And uh, yeah, the guy uh, it did give his name. His name was he was three four years old. He was an over the road trucker with roadway freight. And his name was Donald Snyder. Um, yeah, I guess he lived in the area, um, but he was buried in Leavenworth, Kansas. So, uh, rest in peace, Donald Snyder. Uh, apparently, he was born March 28, 1952, and passed away September 16, 1986. Wow. Again, that was about 10 years before I moved in. And it was just strange that the guy in front asked me if anything weird has happened because there was a fire. I don't know how he would have known that um, because he didn't seem like the kind of tenant that would be a rental tenant for 10 years <laughs> because just mm. a few months, a couple, literally a couple, two, three months later, he skipped town on rent. So I don't think he was a long time. So maybe this was just a story that was passed down um, to people that lived in that back apartment that I, I lived in for a while. Uh, so there you go. There's my second story that I've given y'all. And I hope it was entertaining. So. Uh, have a good evening. I tell you, that's that's good shit right there, man. My yeah. God. 
Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe this guy in the front part of the apartment or the duplex or whatever was asking because maybe, I mean, maybe he had experienced something as well, but he wasn't, uh, I don't know, maybe he just didn't want to, like, come out and be like, dude, this place fucking haunted me. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to say something like that. Um, yeah, maybe, I, I mean, know. there could be activity throughout the entire maybe place. Damn, though. That's that was a cool story. I love that story. That was good shit, my friend. I was trying to find it, find them, Donald Snyder, but there's several of them obituaries. Is um, it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Um, I loved it. I loved it. Sorry, I gotta send this text real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Is it an emergency? No, 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 no. No, not at all. There's a lot Wait. of balls. There's just a lot of balls in the air. You know what I mean? I just yeah, like saying balls. balls. You know it, buddy. You know it. So soon, while you're sending that text soon, yeah. we are going to be starting the brew. Yes. And I'm going to be going in and filming the brew. And if, I if, love it. When I have the date, I'll let you know, and maybe you can make it down. That would be great. That would be great. It's a big rip ectoplasm beer, I think is yes. going to be the name of it. Yes. And mm. local mm. artist mm. designing the label. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Pretty stoked about that, bro. It's going to be in a can, 12-ounce can. I, it's going to be I, a hazy IPA with it. El Yucateco hot sauce. Fucking A, man. You know, do we have anything else to, to mention real quick before I jump into this story? Because, no, buddy, buddy, I, I've seen this article now. It's It's been making its rounds, okay? Um, <clears throat> But, I mean, this article is dated today. As we record this, it is March 1st of 2021. Physicist creates AI algorithm that may prove reality is a simulation. Have you seen this? I saw the you, headline. I did you haven't read, read it. it. I haven't read it. I haven't read it yet either. Um, but it's definitely been making its rounds uh, today on the interwebs and social media and all that stuff. Princeton physicist Hong Quinn creates an AI algorithm that can predict planetary orbits the scientist partially based his work on the hypothesis which believes reality is a simulation the algorithm is being adapted to predict behavior of plasma and can be used on other natural phenomena so a scientist devised a computer algorithm which may lead to transformative discoveries in energy and whose very existence raises the likelihood that our reality could actually be a simulation. The algorithm created like by Hong Quinn, U.S. Department of Energy's DOE, let's see, Princeton Plasma Physicist Laboratory, the PPPL. Jesus. The algorithm employs an AI process called machine learning, which improves its knowledge in an automated way through experience. Now, we've talked about this shit. Um, Quinn developed this algorithm to predict the orbits of planets in the solar system, training it on data of uh, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, 
uh, Sirius and Jupiter orbits. Now, the data is, quote, similar to what Kepler inherited from Tycho Brahe in 1601, unquote, as Quinn writes in his newly published paper on the subject. we got to find this paper. Uh, from this data, a serving alver- algorithm can correctly predict other planetary orbits in the solar system, including uh, parabolic and hyperbolic escaping orbits. Now, what's remarkable, it can do so without having to be told about Newton's laws of motion and universal uh, gravitation. So it can figure those laws out for itself just from the numbers, from the data. And so Quinn is now adapting the algorithm to predict and even control other behaviors. So with a current focus on, let's see, particles of plasma in facilities uh, built for harvesting fusion energy powering the sun and stars, Quinn explained the unusual approach taken by his work. He says, quote, usually in physics, you make observations create a theory based on those observations, and then use that theory to predict new observations. What I'm doing is replacing this process with a type of black box that can produce accurate predictions without using a traditional theory or law. Essentially, I bypassed all the fundamental ingredients of physics. I go directly from data to data. There is no law of physics in the middle. Quinn was partially, uh, now that's unquote. So Quinn was partially inspired by the work of Swedish philosopher uh, Nick Bostrom, whose 2003 paper famously argued that the world we are living in may be an artificial simulation, which, again, we've, we've referenced this before too. Now, what Quinn believes he has accomplished with his algorithm is, pro, uh, is provide a working example of an underlying technology that could support the simulation, and Bostrom's philosophical argument. In an email exchange with Big Think, uh, Quinn remarked, quote, What is the algorithm running on the laptop of the universe? If such an algorithm exists, I would argue that it should be a simple one defined on the discrete space-time lattice. Now, the complexity and richness of the universe comes from enormous memory size and CPU power of the laptop, but the algorithm itself could be simple, unquote. Um, certainly the existence of an algorithm that derives meaningful predictions of natural events from data does not yet mean that we ourselves have the capabilities to simulate existence. Quinn believes we are likely many generations away from being able to carry out such feats. Uh, Luckily, you and I will be dead and gone by then, pal. But anyway, Quinn's work takes the approach of using discrete field theory, which he thinks is particularly well-suited for machine learning, while somewhat difficult for a current human to understand. He explained that a discrete field theory can be viewed as an algorithmic framework with adjustable parameters that can be trained using obser- uh, excuse me, observational data. He added that once trained, the discrete field theory becomes an algorithm of nature that computers can run to predict new observations. This is fucking fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. 
What do you, what do you, what do you think, pal? What do you think? Oh fuck, there's more. I mean, it's going to be the death of us all. Probably. Now, according to Quinn, discrete field theories go against the most popular method of studying physics today, which looks at space-time as continuous. This approach was started with Isaac Newton, obviously, who invented uh, three approaches to describing continuous space-time, including Newton's law of motion, Newton's law of gravitation, and calculus. Now, Quinn believes there are serious issues in modern research that stem from the laws of physics in continuous space-time being expressed through differential equations and continuous field theories. Now, if laws of physics were based on discrete space-time as Quinn proposes, many of the difficulties can be overcome. This is insane. If the world works according to discrete field theory, it would look like something out of the Matrix, made of pixels and, and data points. Quinn's work also coincides with the logic of Bostrom's simulation hypothesis and would mean that, quote, the discrete field theories are more fundamental than our current laws of physics in continuous space, unquote. Holy shit. In fact, he then also writes, um, our offspring must find the discrete field theories more natural than the laws in continuous space used by their ancestors during the 17th through the 21st centuries. Dude, they have a link to the to the report too. They have a link to it right here. Yeah. Kick ass. I'm going to have to look into this. This is fascinating stuff, man. It's like we're—I don't know. It's like we're—we're uh, living in the Sims. You know what I mean? But who's—who's who's the geek behind the computer? Um, probably an asshole. <laughs> it's just some Jerk asshole making us do <laughs> some asshole shitty things. You know, maybe, maybe. Like, have you ever played the Sims? Sure. I remember starting with Sim Tower back Sim, in the day. Sim Tower? What is that? You never played Sim Tower? I You're don't believe so. Same age as me. I don't believe it I was, ever played Sim Tower. You know, I think, I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it was the first Sim game. And you just build blocks, but you build a tower up. Okay. So and what like, do you do with said tower once you've erected it? You want to make it <laughs> prosperous, Ooh. just like the city. So a prosperous like city erection tower so like you'd build okay. you know like uh <laughs> uh um garages parking garages in the underground mm. and then you'd have sh- shop levels or shop blocks and then there were like apartment blocks or hotel blocks or I love it or hospital blocks or or things like that that you would build your tower that's what you would do wow and you'd want to make sure that the tower um, turned into it was it's you know it's the same concept as a sim sure, city of course where you want to build the prosperous and you know things would happen like fires and thefts and you know all kinds of stuff but so yeah i mean that was like it kind of makes school, you i think sure yeah it kind of makes you wonder but though well wonder what just like who's fucking who's controlling it then why do we have and see that's another thing yes and then like who i don't even know because if this were true why would we even need what we consider to be like free will 
Like what what happens to that? Or is that something that's just written in the code? These assholes are going to do whatever they want. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I tell you what, they'll shut the fuck up if you give them like new iPhones and things like that. They'll be quiet, promise. Crazy, man. I love this. I mean, I, I played Sims too and Yeah. Like Yeah. You just Actually, I never played it like on a desktop or anything. I think I only played like a phone version, so there wasn't like a whole oh. lot of interaction with I, The Sims. I specifically remember playing The Sims. This was in my college years. I remember that. And then I remember playing it was like Roller Coaster Tycoon, which I feel is somewhat similar also. It is just like Sim City. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I, those are the two games that I played that I would be kind of familiar with anyway. Um, crazy, man. I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> you start talking about this simulation stuff, and it's just, it's it's weird. It's weird. And now this guy is like, nah, it actually could be a possibility. Now well, what? You know, I think, Fuck. I don't know if we talked about it on the show. Man. I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show. Out of all the ways you could go, like the end of the world, being switched off is probably the easiest, like most, like, you know, least painful way to go. Probably. Probably. I don't know, man. It's it's very, very interesting. I don't know. Now, um, I did pull another another article here that I found. Let me see if I can figure this out. <sighs> this might just be clickbait. When was this even dated? This is kind of old. Updated is February 17th. Pentagon admits it's been testing wreckage from UFO crashes and findings may, quote, change our lives forever, experts say. You know, Shaggy sent me this, actually. Is that right? Honestly, I hadn't gotten to read it yet. Because the first time he sent it, he sent it through like apple news or whatever and i couldn't open it because i have don't have apple um, shaggy you need to send that shit to me <laughs> message me i'll get you my number but then he, he <laughs> sent me the actual link and i did oh, okay okay i hadn't gotten back to it yet so it does say here that the pentagon has admitted to holding and testing wreckage from ufo crashes in a bombshell freedom of information letter shared with the sun. Um, that's where this source is coming from, obviously. Um, let's see here. Another name I can butcher. Researcher Anthony Bragalia wrote to the Defense Intelligence Agency uh, requesting details of all UFO material, which they hold, and uh, results of any tests that they had been carrying out on it. He wrote, quote, This could include physical debris recovered uh, by personnel of the Department of Defense as uh, residue, floatsome, uh, shot-off material or crashed material from UAPS, which is Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, or UFOs, Unidentified Flying Objects. Now, in the response shared with the Sun, the DIA released 154 pages of test results that includes reports on uh, a mysterious, quote, memory, unquote, metal called nitinol, which is 
N-I-T-I-N-O-L, which remembers its original shape when folded. Bregalia said it was a, quote, stunning admission, unquote, from the U.S. government, and the documents reveal that some of the retrieved debris possesses extraordinary capabilities, including the potential to make things invisible or even slow down the speed of light. He told the Sun the Pentagon has admitted to holding and testing anomalous debris from UFOs. And there's a shit ton of documents here that the... uh, Oh, my God. They have been... Able to learn some things about the materials of construction which hold tremendous promise as futuristic materials which will change our lives forever. He said he first made the request in uh, 2017, which took three years for the DIA to fulfill. And it was revealed uh, the Pentagon had been studying UFOs under the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, A-A-T-I-P. The article mentioned that anomalous debris from UFOs, now called UAPs, was being analyzed by a private defense contractor, Bregalia said. Now, material evidence such as UFO debris has been a focus of my research, he says. My Freedom of Information Act request was very specific, seeking the test results of UFO UAP debris, not material already known to science. This is fascinating. Bregalia uh, believes some of the material that is being tested could have come from the notorious Roswell incident of 1947 in which a UFO crashed in New Mexico. I'm sure we're all familiar with that. The inclusion of advanced technical reports of nitinol is curious, Brigalia said. Nitinol is a shape memory alloy. That This is stuff that we've already talked about. This memory metal characteristic was reported by many witnesses at Roswell. Now, that is, in fact, true. Let's see here. However, the agency has held back certain details about the materials, including any information uh, about they could be of alien origin. Stating in the letter, I have determined that some portions of five documents must be withheld in part from disclosure. They are omitting information of the chemical and elemental composition of the material as well as its origin, Bergalia said. They have omitted the names of the involved scientists as well, but I have since learned some of their names and will be contacting them. This guy is very thorough. (laughs) I will say that. The DIA letter first shared on Bregali's blog reveals uh, that the testing was carried out by Bigelow Aerospace, one of the Department of Defense's private contractors based in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Interesting stuff, guys. There's, again, a lot of things here in uh, in this article. It's fascinating. The company laid off all of its staff at the Vegas plant last March due to the toll of the pandemic, and it's not known where the UFO material may now be kept. Mysteriously, Bregalia said, everyone he approached who used to work at the plant refused to comment to him. Uh, All former personnel have refused me any real comment, he said. I suspect the material has been returned 
to the Pentagon. Uh, the UFO researcher is planning to launch an appeal to obtain some of the redacted information in the coming months. The Sun reached out to the DIA for comment, and that is where it ends. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all the rest that they're going to give me here. Um, fuck. Bro, this is great. This is all just leading up to something. But I don't what? think it's disclosure. I don't but think what? it's, it's disclosure. Not. I don't think it's disclosure either. I think it's a false flag thing that's about to happen. Yes. Gearing up for something that actually I, will happen then. I wouldn't be surprised if it's also tied into what we talked about, about a, a cyber attack. Yeah, I mean, I could see that too. There's a lot of shit going on right now. Especially with the internet. And not necessarily the internet. I mean, it's starting now with the internet because of social media. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But to what end? That's my question. Okay? So, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We just don't know how far that's going to go. Like, how far that envelope will will be able to bend. It's it's going to get interesting. we won't really know until we're there mm-hmm. and until exactly. we're after and until after we've already been there for a little while bingo that's like i i honestly think yes the internet itself how we interact how we communicate online 5 years 10 years from now is going to look vastly different than what it does here in in, well, there, in 2021 I mean, obviously, they've been filtering stuff all for Correct. a long time on social media, but Correct. now they're going back and deleting news. Like, I got Dude. some stuff kicked off Facebook today that oh. I shared in 2016. Oh, that was today when you text me that shit? Or, yeah, yeah. I got that. So I posted wow. that in 2016. And they're just now flagging you. And they just now took it off. So in that 2021. Somebody reported it, which I don't see somebody going back that far. Because I think I left, I, I posted it twice. I posted it yeah. on my page. And I think I commented on somebody's thing <laughs> with it. Just, um, just to be thorough, guys, what he is referencing here. Let me pull this up because this was amazing. It was a book. It was one of those little golden books. You could only see the top half. But you could only see the top half. It says, everyone I don't like is Hitler. That's what it says. Now, what's interesting to me, my friend, is you you posted this March 17th of 2016. Yes. And it wasn't flagged until just today. Yes. And it says your post goes against our community standards on dangerous individuals and organizations. So is it the Hitler comment that, it's or is it the be. the reference to well, so, Adolf Hitler? So yeah, it's got Hitler on a flying carpet. But he's wearing pajamas. He's wearing pajamas. He's looking adorable. Uh, so yeah, so it says <laughs> the title is "Everyone I Don't Like Is Hitler." But what you can't see <laughs> is the. The subtitle at the bottom. What is it? What is it? What is page, it? Is it a bad? child's guide to online political discussion? For fuck's sake! Unter Lieden, unter Reisen, unter goddamn Fahrt und Stinken, unter Schmellenheimer. Sorry, I had to do it. So really, it's just commentary on how everybody thinks that they're being attacked and that everybody that disagrees with them is Hitler. I That's see. That's what it is. It's commentary on that, but because it has Hitler in it, it gets taken down. Huh. 
I mean, so that's maybe the only you could make. I think of. Yeah, yeah. Because hmm. it's an image of Hitler, no matter what it's about. But he's looking adorable. Like, so he's posted, looking absolutely adorable. Yeah. Um, it was a few months ago now, or even a year ago now. I posted that image of you know it's a famous <laughs> image of a Nazi rally where everybody has their hands up except for one man who has his arms folded. Where was this taken? Just out of curiosity, it was from you know from the early days of the Nazi. This party. was in Germany then, so this was in yes. Okay, um, I've been also seeing a lot of um, Nazi references for, uh, with photographs taken. I forget when this happened. It was in New York, though. It was like this organization of the Nazi Party in New York, and I'm telling you, there were tens of thousands of them in a very large auditorium. Somewhere okay. in New York City. I I'm going to send you the image that I posted just so that you know, and I'll post it online before I mention. Okay. Because it's not, it's actually an anti-Nazi Oh, I see. Image. So so the gentleman that's folding his arms is going. He's got his hands folded while everybody else has their arms up. So he's going to be really sticking out. Oh, I see. Well, he's circled. I, he's circled. circled yeah. Oh, I see this. I see this. So he's in, got this look on his face, like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. So yeah. There was a story over the summer about. Wow. I don't remember what it was, but it was somewhere in the northwest where there was a protest going on, and there was a lady sitting in out in an outside restaurant, and all these protesters were coming up to her and trying to get her to participate in the protest and they were yelling at her and they were oh. berating her and almost beating her and she wouldn't sure so sure. in the comments i posted that photo because it kind of identified with the lady not joining in on the absolutely. protest yes absolutely it got flagged Fuck. because of the people in the photo holding up the nazis oh i see okay okay yeah anti- i actually sent this to jeff and asked him because he would know Mm-hmm. And he said that's why. Because even though it's anti-Nazi in its overall image, sure. it has Nazi imagery in it. That so makes it total sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. You know, um, speaking of uh, Jeff, maybe we should get him back on the show at some point to discuss some of this Pentagon wreckage testing that we just kind of were talking about. Um, I mean, maybe yeah, he I would have heard, some you know, insight. I just texted him. Yeah. the other day to check in and I mean, maybe he would have some insight on that uh, maybe he could lead us down a path or two that uh, that we're not quite seeing yet or not quite thinking of yet like I realize he's unable to say much but you know I was at um, I was at Big Rip on Friday night I'm so fucking Day jealous night. of you let me just go on record um. and say I'm jealous of you because when you want to go to Big Rip you just fucking go and me I'm like it takes three hours to get there yeah. and then three hours to get home and there's planning and shit that's involved in this you know what I mean but god damn it their beer yeah, they is fantastic. They were a pop-up cocktail bar in the back and they Man. had a singer on the stage that's so fucking cool or on the porch, actually. Yeah, so, yeah, on that porch that they built back there. It's so mm-hmm. badass. Love My wife it. and I were the first ones to get there for the pop-up soft opening. Yes. And so we got the seats on the stage. So we were actually sitting wow. or on the seat on the 
um, on the porch. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of were joking around how we were part of the act too because we were up up on the stage above everybody else Looking while good. we were watching it. But Looking good. For the <laughs> – Koopsik's the eye candy that night. <laughs> before the before the musicians started playing, when he was setting up, he was talking to us, and I got him to listen, you know to check out the show. If uh, hopefully he does, but sure. I went like he specifically asked me about Tom DeLonge, and I went full conspiracy theory on him. This is even why. though yeah, you because know, I just don't worry about what people think anymore, especially since yeah. he was asking about the show. But yeah, I went full into what I thought was going on in the world of UFOs right now. I love it. So hopefully, I, I made him listen to the show and not think, "Oh, that crazy guy." Oh, that fucking um, guy. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, "Oh, it's guy. that fucking." He guy. asked for requests, and I asked for a Slipknot song, and he couldn't do it. Couldn't do the Slipknot. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Which, I mean uh, he was playing traditional Irish music. So oh, that's badass. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't know like people equal shit or anything like that. Like no. Well, he no. probably knows it. But <laughs> I'm sure he, he does. Play, like, well, how so, do you do that? So we requested Aerosmith, and he did play an Aerosmith song. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Did you and the Did you and the wife like slow dance? Hold each other close? No. We Bump. actually we got up and left after that. Bumping uglies. We were going to leave because you got all hot and bothered. That, Is that? But it? we requested the song. You so. requested the song. Did you? You you didn't dance together though to the song. No, hmm. and you know my, you just my got wife too, is a huge uh, Aerosmith so... fan, and yeah. she was sad with the selection he picked from I Aerosmith. See. To I see. Play. I thought that you guys were getting a little hot under the collar, and you just couldn't take it anymore, and you had to you had to get the fuck out of there because bad things like, bad things were gonna happen. You know what I mean? That, yeah. Oh, you were already there. You yeah. were already at that point, and so then you're like, well, fuck. Well, now we gotta wait and check out the song. And then we'll go home and we'll get, we'll get. Crazy. Yeah, you know, as soon as the last note quieted down, you heard the chairs going out, and we got up and. <laughs> I'm just picturing this, like you're just ready to fucking go, and then oh my god, man, it's so amazing though. You know what they it's did so do, amazing. and I don't know if they were just doing it because it was a soft opening, but everybody that sat down at the table when they sat you, yeah. they gave you a plate of vodka-infused gummy worms oh, for free. That's hot. Yeah. And then you and the wife snuck out. You got it. You took off. But they're doing those that pop-up this whole month. Oh, you are doing the pop-up that night. Don't even fucking... Don't try to change the subject on me, buddy. I can just see it right now, motherfucker. <laughs> so hot. Say something like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> in that pleasing baritone of yours. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! It's so hot. God damn it, buddy. So hot. <laughs> Why don't we take a break? No. Let you calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll come back and tell all their stories that I got. All right, sounds good. Come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends. 
upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. All right, peeps, welcome back. Round two, Ectoplasm Show. Koopsik, I just got to like, during so, the break, during the break, I heard your wife. Did I hear your wife? Yeah. I feel um, like she should be on the show right she now. She heard what we were talking oh, about. Oh, fuck. And she has a little something to say about our relationship. Ooh. Hey, boo. <laughs> what up, boo thing? <laughs> so I told Jason earlier, I yeah. said that um, at least I know that if I'm not giving him any, you're going to. That's this is a I fair point. See? I, t- I told you. It's <laughs> a fair point. <laughs> I love this. I love it. You guys it. are very close, which is great. We are. You know, it's really tough for me because I tell him so many times, like, oh, my God, I love you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he won't fucking say it back. He won't say it back. Like, does he tell you that he loves you? Does he? Does he? I mean, multiple times a day. And let me just tell you this. So Fuck. I remember at the conference, not last year, obviously, but the year before. Right, right. You and I had this this thing <laughs> going across the hallway <laughs> because he had a heart on my name badge did. and you didn't. I and didn't I think that you were really jealous and I it was, was very cute. Look, I was a little butthurt because I didn't get the heart. It's fine. It is what it is. I'm over I mean, it. You don't sound fine, but yeah, you know, you maybe just, one day. Because you just fucking keep just trying. You, you just opened the scab. That's what happened. <laughs> Here's a little salt that I gotta go. Oh, so. I do appreciate you coming on the show. Love you, bud. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought I should bring her on. I appreciate that. We should have talked about date night though. <laughs> and the good rogering that you gave her. That evening, my friend. Well, that was the point, but she just wanted to make you feel bad. Well, she did a fine job. You two are fucking two peas in a pod. I (laughs) swear to God. (laughs) Damn it. It's good stuff. Now, you did say, or you were alluding to the fact that you found a couple uh, news stories yourself. Yes. Um, Hundreds of skeletons fill this remote Himalayan lake. Skeletons? Yes. Oh, God. All right. So, high in the Indian Himalayas, a four- to five-day trek from the nearest village, sits an unassuming glacial lake called Rupkund. Oh, that's hot. Okay. 
the spot is beautiful. A dollop of jewel-toned water amid rough gravel and scree. Okay. But hardly out of the ordinary for a rugged landscape, except for the hundreds of human bones scattered within and around the lake. What the hell? These bones belonging to 300 to 800 people have been a mystery since a forest ranger first reported them in 1942. Wow. Lately, though, the mystery has deepened. In 2019, a new genetic analysis of the ancient DNA in the bones detailed in the journal Nature Communications found that at least 14 of the people who died at the lake probably weren't from South Asia. Instead, their genes matched of modern-day people of Eastern Mediterranean. Okay. Uh, this is bizarre. So they traveled there, but... Yeah. Um, what's more, these bones were far newer than most of the others in the lake, which date to around 800. Wow. So there's... And the people with the apparent Mediterranean heritage seem to have died around 1800, so a thousand what years the later. Fuck. Okay. So 14 of them. So there's there's upwards of 800 bones there. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> or 100 people. 800 people. People. 4 to 800 people. Right. Yeah, um, not just singular bones. These are from people. God damn. So around. 390 to 790 of them were all from the year 800 around there. Wow, dude. But 14 of them were from 1800. 1800? Yeah, so a thousand years after so, okay. the initial. Yeah. 14 of them were from a thousand years after the initial other ones had died there. So it makes me wonder if they weren't... I mean, obviously, they're familiar with the site, right? And maybe they were obsessed with it in some way. And they're like, you know what? Maybe, when, but when I like, when I croak, I want you guys to just toss me over here. Maybe like, I want to be a the, part so, of this. Yeah, I mean that eighteen hundred is you know one hundred and forty years before the forest ranger found it. So maybe the knowledge of the lake was lost. That's what I'm wondering in that time. Um, Man, this is cool. Yeah. So. I'm trying to. I'm looking through past the scientific talk to see. Um, so they belong to both men and women, all, all the bones, mostly young adults who seem to have died in several bouts, perhaps over dozens of hundreds of years. So they didn't all die at the same time, right? So like, it's where people went to die. This is or amazing. the body was carried there after they died. But then how many miles did you say to the nearest village? You said it was 14 miles, is that correct? Uh, no, it was 14 people. It oh, I'm was... sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. So the... I forget. So it, the lake itself is above 16,500 feet, which is higher than any of our mountains in our side of the world. Sure. Um... It doesn't say, oh, it's a four to five day trek. That's what it was. Village. That's so what it's a, it was. So it's about a, it could be as close as a hundred, like a hundred miles or as far as like a hundred miles. It's, and it's probably a little less 
but you could do 100 miles in four to five days if you were really trying. This is impressive. Um, that doesn't mean that there wasn't a city closer to it when these people died. It says yeah. oral histories passed down by the villagers nearby offer more illumination. The lake is on a pilgrimage trail for Nada Davi, a manifestation of the Hindu goddess Parvati. According to local legend, the distant king once angered Nada Davi, causing her to unleash upon his kingdom. To appease the goddess, the king set off on a pilgrimage that took him and his entourage past Rupkund in what is now the state of... I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> uh, but the foolish king brought dancers and other luxuries on the trek, intensifying Nada Davi's rage. She conjured a terrible hailstorm and killed the entire party. So they, wow. so the the legend is that they were all killed at once. But clearly, the sciences said that they were killed over several decades, or died over several decades. You know what we need to do. It does say that most, a lot of the, some of the victims from the at found at this lake had skull fractures, oh, um, result from blunt force trauma. So it wasn't just they died naturally and they were brought up here. So they may have died elsewhere and were brought up there. But wow, can you imagine making that journey? Four or five days of a journey with a with a corpse. Well, it says that the well, no, actually, that well, I mean, who really knows? But they right. they're saying that the science is pointing towards that these people died there. From a lot of them died from storms, including hailstorms, right, right, that hit them, and then they just kind of rolled down the the ridge to the water because it's really steep, and avalanches. Um, there is no consensus though as to how they got there or how the Mediterranean people got there. Dude. There's no historical record showing anything, even from the Mediterranean, of people setting out to go there. This is amazing. We should... Here's what we need to do. We need to make all the dollars, okay? And when we then make all the dollars, then... We we go there and we hike up there. We figure this shit out. We oh, not figure it out, but I want to see this. Like how crazy is this? This is amazing. I had zero clue, zero clue. So it says finding hints at the limits of ancient DNA analysis. Fuentes said. The analysis compared the DNA of the skeletons at the lake with the DNA of modern populations, but people have moved around quite a bit in the intervening 200-plus years since the, the last group went there, uh, making yeah. it a little difficult to say exactly where the dead at the lake came from. They may not have hailed directly from the eastern Mediterranean. They could have been closer um, a shared common ancestors. It says there is non-DNA evidence that the people in the mysterious group weren't like the others who died at the lake. So, so they're talking about the 14 there. Yeah. Um, wow. 
It says the one theory is the mysterious dead at Rupkund could have been from an isolated population of Central Asians who descended from Alexander the Great and his armies. Wow. Wow. But, I mean, nobody really knows, like, why they died, why they were there. And why these other people showed up later and also died. I want to see it. <laughs> Do you want to see it? I kind of want to see it. It says there's most likely several bodies under the lake that they just yeah. haven't found yet because they're not digging under the lake. Man. It says there have been no real studies on it, even since 1942. There's been some samples taken, but they haven't really done much. People trek up there and see it, yeah. but they don't really do much with it. And there's a photo at the top of this article that I don't know if it's from this. It does okay. say it's from it's from someone... It's just a pile of bones, but then there's like modern things in there. There's a pair of pants laying in there, hmm. which wouldn't be from the at least the 800s, uh, maybe from right. the 1800s. I don't right. know. I mean, that makes sense. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, you go up there. Let's say, I mean, let's say that's what you want to do. You know, you're you're expiring, right? You know, your physical body is is at its end here and you know you got a good week left in you or whatever and you start making this trek you cruise up there and you know you're going to pass away anyway you just strip down naked and freaking just what like what do you do how long is a body going to last anyway in the elements after it well, the passes bodies, away there's no like unless under the lake they're frozen or if they're preserved somehow, all that's there now is just bones. This is what I'm saying, though. How long until your physical body decomposes to the point where it's just bone? It depends. It all depends on the climate and depends on the the wildlife there, yeah. or even like the microscopic life there. Sure. Um, if it's frozen, it could last you know, thousands oh, of yeah, years. Yeah, 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 but yeah. if it freezes and thaws and freezes and thaws during the thaw periods. You're going to decompose, and even microorganisms will have depleted your body of tissue by then. It does say that the um, lake is on a relatively popular trekking route, and hikers of the decades have moved bones, stacked them, and even stolen them. Oh, Jesus, guys. But it says because of the tempestuous weather and high elevation, no systematic studies of the remains and their locations have been done. Wow. Wow. There is someone who's trying to raise the funds to do it, though, at Deakin College in India. Oh, wow. Just to, like, study the site more? You know, if, what if, if, like, I die soon, Yeah, I, I give permission to take my bones and put them in there to really throw them off <laughs> when, they, when they do get to the study. This son of a bitch. <laughs> or if it doesn't happen in a hundred years, it gets rediscovered. There's there's one guy <laughs> whose bones. He must be a time traveler. That's what I was just gonna say. He's a fucking time traveler. People would flip. 
they would flip their shit. I tell you what, pal. Here's the deal. If you go, if you go tats up anytime soon, right? I will make it my personal. I don't know how we're gonna do this, but yeah, like we will make this happen. I'm gonna fucking get your ass over there. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You good with that? Yep. Perfect. All right, it's settled. <laughs> You better uh you better call the wife back in and get her uh you better let her know your final wishes. Oh, it's just between you and me. Oh, okay. Well then I'm gonna you be have like I'm gonna look proof. Yeah, I'm still going to look like I'm a body snatcher in some way. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know what? I'll allow it. <laughs> oh my god, man, it's crazy. I have another one here, a quick one. Yeah. Uh, United States Air Force work, working on Wolverine healing powers. Oh, for fuck's sake. What, of what, course uh, they are. I mean, uh, what are they going to? Because uh, Wolverine, like from the comics? Yes. Didn't he have, what he, was it? Was it called adamantium? That's the metal that was grafted onto him, not that's his it. superpower. Oh. Like his superpower was actually healing. That's what allowed them to be able to do that to him and survive. Got it. All right. Um, All right. Cellular reprogramming could make it possible for soldiers to heal wounds five times faster than usual. So not quite immediate like yeah. Wolverine, but... Um, this is where our they... brains go, though. This is where our brains go. We start to yeah. reference things that we recognize in pop culture. Sure. So it's keen to give the military every possible advantage. The U.S. Air Force, along with scientists with the University of Michigan, are working on a futurist way, futuristic way to expe- expediting healing following injury, uh, known as cellular reprogramming. This is crazy. It modifies the cells using proteins known as transcription factors, which regulate activity such as cell division and growth. Says treatment can be applied to the wound in form of a spray-on bandage that could, for example, convert exposed muscle into surface skin cells, what? healing the wound much more quickly. So it's like spray-on skin. This almost. is insane. Yeah, or spray a spray that makes whatever is exposed turn into skin. But it also then promotes healing too. Yeah. Wow. These crazy sons of bitches. What are they going to think up next? Huh? I mean, this is going to be used by women and men to spray on their face to make themselves think that they look better. Oh, no, 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 you silly goose. We drink the blood of babies to do that. Don't you you know? Come on. Keep up. So if you accidentally spray yourself in the eye, is your (laughs) eye going to close up because it thinks it's an open wound or your mouth? Crazy. And then where your eye is supposed to be, it's just fucking skin. It's just fucking skin. And people are going to look at you like, what the fuck? You have to use a a scalpel to make the slit open up again because the eye would still be under there. You're damn right it would be. You're like, what the hell is going on? Quote, wow. we have the resources to do this, and it's our obligation to take full advantage of them. Thanks to the Air Force's help, I will. I was able to acquire the tools I need to advance my research into cellular re- reprogramming and wound healing. Wow. 
Wow. I don't know, pal. This is so, impressive. Wait. Uh, the impact of this research effort can be far-reaching, said... Now, uh, this threw me off, and I know that it doesn't have anything to do with the... Um, the convenience store, but I didn't know that the human performance wing of whatever this is, the seven and 11th human performance wing. Is that a seven? <laughs> the air force. Is it the seven 11 human no performance wing of the air force? I have no idea. Like, so that's you, you think that they would know that that's, you know, that number's ruined. Right. right. I mean, they probably should have picked something better. Maybe it was maybe. the Seven Eleven Human Performance Ring before. Maybe Seven Eleven. Yeah, <laughs> we had it first. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Ah, uh, says Doctor Rajeski. Mm. Research can result in innovative solutions for addressing our needs in the aero medical operations and in future space environments. So it's all about space. Here we go, man. Here we go. Oh, boy. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is crazy. It's crazy stuff. Shit. This is going to either make super soldiers. They probably already have super soldiers. Yeah. Or it's going to turn into some abomination type creature that Mm. uses this and then turns into an abomination type creature. I just keep thinking like like Terminator. You know what I mean? Like Rise of the Machines and shit like that. Like that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, of. Well, so what happens if you use this on a machine? Right. Will it be able to grow skin? I don't know. Or does it manipulate the material into skin? I mean, does a robot really need skin? No. Like Terminator. But in Terminator, they gave them of... skin. They looked no, just like people. But is that really a th- like a an idea? Like that's what people thought that robots would look like in the future is something with skin, like and look like us. But would they really? Do you think that that's the, what people think of now when they think of AI? Shit, maybe. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's more of the thought of, huh, and intimidating robot not yeah. an intimidating Arnold Schwarzenegger right right <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness that's good stuff my friend I had a couple others but we've been going for a while and sure sure well I tell you what peeps 913-730-7255 that's the ectoplasm show phone number Give us a call. Send me send send Koopsick hmm. a photo that even if it's not your photo, I want to see what you think is a very interesting paranormal photo that Ooh. might be real. It could be UFOs, it could be ghosts, it could be anything. It could be a Bigfoot photo that you've always liked, and you just want to know what we think of it. I want to see what you um, find interesting. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be hot. So I don't, I don't find cats all that interesting. <laughs> it was off the cuff, you know what I mean? I had no idea. <laughs> um, while while you're got your phone out, go to our website ectoplasmshow.com and go join our Patreon. 
Yeah. And you can get some goodies. We do have a message on Patreon from Reality Remixer who Ooh. gave you the stories for last. Yeah, he actually gave me the AI story for this week, too. He's a patron. Yes, yes. Um, and he got our sticker pack. He says, just got my sticker pack nice. today. Favorite item was the Ghostbusters trading card. Thank you. Hell yes. I did put some. I, I have a box of vintage Ghostbuster 2 trading cards that came out with the movie. Hell yeah. Those were I've the been best. Shipping those in with everything that goes out ectoplasm show. So, if it. you want a sticker pack or or more or get our bonus episodes, um, people seem to really like my stories that I did and and yours too, of course. Nice. Um, you'll get all that for just a dollar a month. So go, go sign up for that. I love it. I love it. All right, peeps. Well. On that happy little note, we are going to let you go, and we will talk to you all very soon. Peace out.